0: And welcome to our church at home service. I hope I pray I trust that you have been doing fantastically well that you and your family are, are prospering that you're growing together. as I sit down to video this session I'm just so reminded of how much rather I would be sitting in a room gathered together with you face to face. There is something about us as the church gathering, the community that gathers together around the name of Jesus. I so miss that, and I yearn long for the day. A little bit later, I will share about that, that day where we can gather again as the church of Jesus Christ, as a representation, a fraction of the church of Jesus. Before we continue this morning, may I ask that we bow our heads together and pray and commit this time together to Jesus. Lord Jesus, we thank you that, you are, that you remain, that you always have been King and Lord, that you reign over the universe, that you reign over the earth, that even in this time of lockdown, that we can look to you as the author and the finisher of our faith. We commit our time to you. We commit our, our thoughts to you, our mind. And we pray, Jesus, would you transform us? Would you reveal yourself to us? Would you speak to us? Would you cause your word to bring life to our spirits, to our lives, as we listen to your word this morning. Open our ears that we may hear, not what I as, as Philip and saying, but Lord, that we may hear what the Spirit of the Lord wishes to say to us. In Jesus' name. Amen. I find myself in this week waking up in the evening with a, a yearning, with a desire for Jesus to come and fetch me. Not in a suicidal type of way of wanting to end my life on this earth, but just as an awareness of how broken, how very, very broken our world is. Social media, the news media, they want to drive narrative, different elements want to pull us into different elements of the brokenness of not only our nation, but the brokenness all around the world. And I so yearn for that day where we are with Jesus in heaven. I don't quite know where heaven is or when heaven and, You know, is it metaphysical? Can we see it? Are we going to travel there in a spaceship? Is it this new earth or this earth that's going to be remade? All of those things are far less consequential. than I believe heaven is a place where we are eternally with Jesus. Scripture teaches that God will wipe away every tear from our eyes. There will be no more weeping, no more sorrow, no more brokenness, no more sin. I long for that day. And yet, as we long for that day, as we are so aware that we are not of this world, as we are so aware that this world is, for us as Christians, it's different. We don't think and we shouldn't think the way the world thinks. When we're faced with the world's challenges, we shouldn't try and solve them in the way the world tries to solve them. Spoke a couple of weeks about that. We should take a step back and seek God's face. Ask Him, God, what is it that you would say about this situation? And so I want us to read just one or two verses about this world that we live in. The first one is in John chapter 16 verse 33. It's Jesus speaking. He's just been sharing about his death that's about to come and his resurrection, that he's going away to his disciples. And then he says this to them in John 16:33, "I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials." and sorrows. But take heart, because I have overcome the world. Here on this earth, we will have many trials and sorrows. It is a given for us as believers. It is a given for us as humans that here on this earth, we are going to have many sorrows. And it's in times like that where it's so good to remind ourselves that this is not our home. We don't belong here. We are travelers passing through. We are called for a a different world, an eternal home with Christ. Similarly, just a couple of chapters later, in, in John chapter 17 from verse 13, Jesus is praying for the disciples who he's been walking around road with and he's alone praying to the Father and he says to the Father here from verse 13, now I am coming to you, to the Father. I told them, them being the disciples who he's been leading in this time, many things while I was with him in this world so they would be filled with my joy. I so believe we read that throughout Scripture. God wants you and me to be filled with joy, even in the midst of sorrow. That's what we see in John 16, verse 33. God has told us all of these things so that we may have peace in Him, in the midst of our sorrow. And here Jesus says that He has brought, He has told us all of these things so that we may have joy. I have given them your word and the world hates them because they do not belong to the world. You and I, we must understand and make a peace of the fact that because we think different to the world, because we act different, because we believe different, because our value system is different to the world, many will hate us. Many will look down on us. Many will criticize us. Many will want to get upset with us. And as Christians, we should hold on to that and say, Jesus said in this world, we are going to have many trials, and those will be trials and sorrows. The reality of a broken world in which we live. Jesus, still praying to the Father, says, I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. You and I, in Jesus' words, we do not belong. This world. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, so I am sending them into the world. And I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so they can be made holy by your truth. Jesus here is sharing with us such an important challenge and an important principle that in the midst of this incredibly broken world we live in, that he isn't calling us necessarily out of the world in this context, but he is sending us into the world. And if you can associate anything with me the other night while I'm lying in bed, I'm thinking, God, I'm so tired of this world. I'm tired of sin. I'm tired of brokenness, God. I'm tired of fighting with people who think different, who believe different. Jesus, don't you just want to come and fetch us? Jesus, don't you want to come? I can imagine the early church, they would greet one another with these words, Baranatha, our Lord Jesus, come. Jesus, can we just be in your presence where everything is made right for eternity? And that is very much a beautiful promise that Jesus holds before us. But yet he also says to us that for you and me, he is sending us into the world. I look at this world around us that's so broken, where there are so many challenges, where day after day there's a new brokenness, there's a new challenge, whether individually or whether corporately as people, we are broken. Part of me wants to run away from that. A part of me wants to say, Jesus, that's someone else's problem. And yet Jesus' prayer for you and me to the Father was, I don't want to take them out of the world. I want to send them just as Jesus was sent by the Father into your world, into my world, to come and make right, to come and fix, to come and restore. Jesus says, in the same way, He is sending you and me into this world, into this broken world. And then we're confronted with this brokenness and at times with this tiredness. And what I find myself just realizing again, as I was lying in my bed, just, God, this world is so broken and I'm so tired. I'm reminded that here on this earth, Jesus has made a way for us to have a glimpse of heaven. Jesus invites us into his presence here on this earth. Jesus invites us to experience something of eternity here in this earth and It's only once we experience that, it's only from that place that we receive healing, that we receive restoration, that we receive a measure of wholeness, that the love of God is poured into our hearts. And from that place, we can then again step into a broken world. We live in a world where there is a thief who seeks to kill, to steal, and to destroy. The Bible calls him a a roaring lion seeking who he may devour, and he loves to devour. And just as in every situation, God is redeeming, God is restoring. We should not lose focus of the fact that in many situations, the enemy is stealing. And right now, in the midst of this coronavirus, of this lockdown, Jesus is doing so many beautiful things all over the world. While in the same breath, the enemy is doing so many tragic things all over the world. And one of the dangers for you and me as believers is that we lose sight of not only the eternal reality of being in God's presence forever, but we lose the habit, we lose the discipline of here in this earth catching a glimpse of heaven. We lose the discipline of taking a moment and just stepping into God's presence and allowing Him to renew our souls. In Psalm chapter 84 David is speaking and he says, A single day in your courts, in your presence, God, there where you dwell, is better than a thousand anywhere else. I would rather be a gatekeeper in the house of my God than live the good life in the homes of the wicked. What a beautiful passage. And I can so agree with that a single day in God's courts. I cannot wait for that time, for that day where we can come together again. And I want to ask you, if you're watching this, especially if you're a member of our church, pray with us. We're seeking a venue in this time, an opportunity where even in just groups of 50, we can gather together. We have some leads on that. We're following up with some people, but we would so long to be able to just gather together in the courts of our God. Similarly, we read here in Psalm 16, Jesus, not Jesus, David again. A psalm, a song, a prayer song, and he, singing to the Father, and he says, You you make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures for every more. In his courts there is fullness of joy. In his presence there is fullness of joy. There are treasures and pleasures forevermore. Forevermore pleasures. There's something about us entering into the presence of God. Here we see that theme again, that Jesus wants our joy to be full. And one of the ways in which our joy is strengthened, one of the ways in which our joy is fulfilled, is by entering into His presence. There is a joy that comes from being with Him. Joy in many ways is the antithesis, it's the, the opposite of our fear and of our being tired. Jesus says, or at one stage, he he prays, David's praying a messianic prayer, and he says, restore to me the joy of your salvation. Of you, Jesus, having made things right, that brings joy. Similarly, we read in Psalm 91, verse 1 from the New Living Translation, those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Those who live in the shelter, being in God's presence is not a, a momentary thing. It's a lifelong, it's a lifestyle thing. But in the midst of that, I believe there are, are moments, there are times where we enter into God's presence momentarily. Where we just have that glimpse of heaven here on earth. We have a glimpse of a home, that eternal dwelling place that awaits us. And so for today, I want to share with us just a few, few thoughts about entering into God's presence. I want to share with us just a a couple of ideas and verses just around how do we take this glimpse that we get of heaven and experience it here on earth. A couple of keys that I I want to share with us. The first one we read here from Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 14, once again from the New Living Translation. So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same testings we do, yet he did not sin and Werner shared so powerfully with us around these thoughts last week. So, verse 16, let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us. When we need it most. When it comes to God's presence, you're invited. The invitation is to come boldly. Not hesitantly. Not, am I allowed coming? But, but what are these issues in my life? What of these sins? What is this mess, this darkness, this brokenness, this tiredness? Doesn't Jesus say, all who are weary and heavy laden, come to me. And I will give you rest for your souls. It is exactly when we are tired that we should come to Jesus. It is exactly when we are aware of our sin and the guilt overwhelms us that we come to Jesus so he may wash the sin away. Not to leave us so we can carry on sinning, but so that also he may empower us so that we may be changed and renewed on the inside. That that sin may be removed further than the east is from the west. That our very nature may be changed. In our current circumstances, our I believe we need to be deliberate about coming boldly. Many of the habits, many of the places that we'll see in a moment where we come into God's presence are are sort of shaped and formed in most of our church services. We put our church services together in a way as we pray around them, as we think through them to say, God, what is the most conducive environment to bring people, to usher people into your presence? And in this time where we are not able to go in this context to church, we aren't able to attend a corporate church service where we gather together, many of these things which would be part of our weekly cycle, and maybe only once a week as we come to church, we'd have the opportunity to experience God's presence powerfully. I believe it is so important that we are deliberate and diligent about doing it ourselves while we are not able to do it corporately. This will only enrich our spiritual lives when we are able to gather corporately again, because then we can do it corporately and individually. So let us take this time to learn to press into the presence of God. The first thought around that is come boldly. You can come boldly because you are invited. Secondly, we read once again David in the Psalms, such powerful, powerful passages. These Psalms that I've quoted earlier on today, I've just mentioned a couple of verses you can even take those psalms and go and read them there are beautiful psalms about the lord's presence psalm 100 it says make a joyful noise to the lord all the earth when is the last time you made a joyful noise to the lord we get to do that in church do you make a joyful noise to the lord in your home in your quiet place in your car it's a great place for me to do it there's no one else around the doors are closed i can make a joyful noise to the lord Serve the Lord with gladness. And here is a key. Come into His presence with singing. Firstly, we come into His presence boldly. Secondly, we come into His presence with singing. At the start of this playlist of this message, there was a time of singing. It's there for a reason. When you go to a church service, there's a time of singing. It's there for a reason. Come into His presence with singing Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving. What is upon your lips? Is there thanksgiving upon your lips? I've just been so just concerned about the t- state of the church globally, just by reading some social media from some believers. Just the lack of thanksgiving in our confession complaining about this, complaining about that. And yes, our world is broken, very broken. Decisions being made by political leaders all over the world are broken and most likely will lead us to more brokenness. And that is why we need Jesus to heal. But Jesus wants us to be different, to think different, to speak different, to confess different. Let us find thanksgiving in our confession. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. We enter his courts, that place where he dwells with praise, with making much of Jesus. Declaring to others how great he is. One of the beautiful ways that you can enter into his presence is to say, take the Psalms. Maybe you're not musical. You don't always have a YouTube video clip or a CD close by. MP3 player, Spotify, whatever it may be. But maybe you have the scriptures with you. And you can take some of these psalms, the last couple of psalms, Psalm 145 to 50, all of them are fantastic psalms to declare as Psalms of praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever. And his faithfulness to all generations. The first birth this morning is come boldly before Jesus because you're invited. Secondly, come with singing. Find a place, even if it's in your car, in the shower, wherever it may be, where you can sing freely to Jesus It does something to your spirit. And then thirdly, come together. Jesus says to us in Matthew chapter 18, verse 20, He says, where two or three gather together as my followers, I am there among them. Or two or three, we love gathering. There's 200 or 300 or 2,000 or 3,000 or 20 or 30. We love that, and there's merit, there's beauty in that. As I shared earlier, we would love to gather in that way again, really soon. But come together, two or three, as his followers, deliberately to take time out to worship to pray together. That's one of the reasons why we have small group. And I want to encourage you, maybe you need to renew your commitment to small group. I know a Zoom small group isn't quite ideal. Screen isn't the same as being in a personal space with people, but it is so important that we are deliberate around coming together. Coming together. Hebrews tells us we should not neglect the coming together of the saints. It says we must stir one another up towards love and good works. But as we come together, we create space. We make an opportunity where God says when we come together, his presence is there. His presence that renewed, renews, his presence that restores, his presence that makes whole. His presence, which is a glimpse of our eternal home here on this earth. Can we pray together as we close? Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you have come not away from this world, but you came into this world to redeem and to make it whole where there is so much brokenness. And Lord, the closer we draw to you, the more aware we are of the brokenness all around. Lord, We long for the day that you will come and, and take us from this world. But until that day, God, we realize that we have been sent into the world. Lord. And so, Lord, we bring our hearts to you. We bring our lives our tiredness, Lord God, our challenges, the, the things we need to overcome. And Jesus, we pray, would you come and make whole? Would you draw us into your presence, Lord? God, I pray for every single person under the sound of my voice, Jesus, that you would create doors, spaces, Lord, opportunities for us to enter into your presence, that as we come to your presence, we would come boldly, Lord God, that we would come with singing, God, and we would find ways to come together, Jesus, that we may come together and find rest for our souls, that we may come together under the tabernacle of the Most High, that we may come together where there is joy unending, Lord, where there are pleasures forevermore, where there is life eternal right in your presence, God. We long, we desire for your presence in our lives, Jesus. So I pray for every one of us, Lord, that you would draw us anew into your presence. I pray for renewed hearts, God, hearts to make renewed commitments to enter into your presence, Jesus. And so, Father, we just thank you because you remain a good God in all of your ways. Amen. Thank you so much for watching the session with us. Perhaps you're new to the faith. Perhaps you don't quite know what following Jesus means. You don't. Know this, you've never had an experience where you've entered into his presence. We would love to pray with you, to speak with you, in a sense to take your hand and walk with you. At the bottom of this video, in the description section, there is a link that you can click on. And if you click on that link, we want to, you can give us your details and we want to contact you and just find out how we can pray with you, for you and support you. We really would love to hear from you. Also, if you want to find more information about one of our small groups that gather weekly, you can just fill in that same form and we'll get back to you. Thank you again for your time. God bless you. May He breathe life over your every moment. Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Christian Church. We believe that you enjoyed your time with us, establishing God's kingdom and His glory in your life. For more info, call us on 012-362-1363. Email us, pretoria at shofaronline.org. Browse our website, www.shofaronline.org. Or like us on facebook.com forward slash shofarpretoria.